0: But I, want to, uh, I wanted to come to you tonight and talk to you. I know uh, we are living in a really strange time, and I've been watching what other ministries are doing and what other pastors are doing and other districts and groups of churches are doing, and I'm online with prophets and seeing what... The Lord's telling the prophets about this time that we're in, and so I don't want to just get on my phone and um, say, you know, I, I really feel this this morning, and then right after lunch, I really feel something else, and keep bothering you with a bunch of videos. First of all, I don't know how to do that on my phone. I don't know how to record and send all that, but anyway. So I'm going to talk to you tonight, and I'm going to talk to you Sunday morning at 11 o'clock again, but... I do want to address a couple things tonight that uh, we're going to be looking at. I want to thank everybody for your giving and support. Uh, Several of you gave electronically online. That's awesome. Others sent it in the mail, your tithes and offerings in the mail. Others came by the church the last few days, and we got to visit with some folks and got all that taken care of. So just remember that we have to take care of the house of the Lord. So thank you for that. Also, um, ways to keep the Word alive and fresh in your hearts during this time. There's lots of good preaching out there. Like I said before on YouTube, uh, Bishop Jakes, Jensen Franklin, John Hagee. Uh, d- there's lots of good preaching, good Holy Ghost preaching out there. Keeping, uh, keep up with your spiritual appetite. Keep it wet. Also, you can go to our website, and there's archive services there and also Podbean, our podcast that we do. A lot of people are beginning to hit that as well. So I want to go to the scriptures tonight. We're going to go to the Old Testament first. We're going to go to the book of Second Chronicles chapter 7. This is where Solomon was dedicating the temple of the Lord that he had built. We talked about that, I believe, maybe Sunday. We talked about Solomon, it took him... Seven years to build the house of the Lord and it took him 13 years to build his house and there was a little bit of a uh, skewed perspective there and a priority. But uh, we want to look at the dedication of that temple tonight. Now that temple was uh, had pieces of solid gold in it. It was also cedars from Lebanon that were over, overlaid and plated with gold. And some estimates say that the value of today's currency and, and commodities, that place would cost about $30 million to build, the temple that Solomon built. So we're talking about a magnificent place where the name of the Lord would dwell. We know God doesn't dwell in buildings, but the Lord's name dwelt in that place, and the Lord's name will always dwell in Jerusalem. So we're going to... Second Chronicles chapter seven verse one. Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven, and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord, because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. Oh I'm I'm hoping and I'm expecting, I'm looking forward to when we can all come back together and fill this, this sanctuary, this room, with our presence. I wonder what our praise is going to be like. I wonder what level we're going to be at in our praise. I wonder if it's going to be a little different than it was before. I'd like to see the glory of the Lord fill this house. I'd like to see fire shoot off the roof. I'd like to see the firemen, the Vandalia Volunteer Fire Department, bust in here because the building is on fire only because the power and the fire of the Lord is in this house. So that's what they were experiencing in Solomon's temple. Verse 3, And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground, upon the pavement, and worshipped, and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. Now I want you to take notice of the, the number here. I don't want you to just read the number and keep on going, but I want you to think about the number here of the sacrifices. And King Solomon offered a sacrifice of 20 and 2,000 oxen. 22,000 oxen. Not 22, not 2,200 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicated the house of God. And the priests waited on their offices, the Levites also, with instruments of music of the Lord, which David the king had made to praise the Lord, because his mercy endureth forever. When David praised By their ministry, and the priests sounded trumpets before them, and all Israel stood. Moreover, Solomon hallowed the middle court, middle of the court that was before the house of the Lord. For there he offered burnt offerings and the fat of the peace offerings, because the brazen altar which Solomon had made was not able to receive the burnt offerings. Look at this the altar that Solomon had built was not able to receive the burnt offerings, the meat offerings, and the fat. The altar, the altar was too small. The sacrifices were too much. Oh, that's a very different time than what we live in now. Seems like the altars, there's plenty of room at the altar, and nobody wants to sacrifice. Nobody wants to sacrifice time or talent or anything like that. Also, verse 8, at the same time Solomon kept the feast seven days, and all Israel with him, a very great congregation, from the entering in of Hamath unto the river of Egypt. And in the eighth day they made a solemn assembly, for they kept the dedication of the altar seven days and the feast seven days. So this whole seven-day period, they are feasting. They are dedicating the house of the Lord. And on the three-and-twentieth day of the seventh month, he, meaning Solomon, sent the people away into their tents, glad and merry in heart for the goodness that the Lord had showed upon David and to Solomon and to Israel his people. Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that came into Solomon's heart to make into the house of the Lord." And in his own house he prosperously effected. So the Lord was affecting the house of Solomon. The Lord was affecting the house of the temple where his name was now going to dwell. And then, verse 12 And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night. And he said to him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. So, number one, God heard Solomon's prayer. Number two, God said, I have chosen this place for myself to receive this place as a house of sacrifice. The Lord said in the New Testament, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. We are actually places of sacrifice. Our lives are places of sacrifice every day for the Lord. Our lives, our time, our talent, our money, our resources, our education, our abilities. We all sacrifice that for the Lord. We do it unto the Lord. Oh, no, it's not a, really a sacrifice. It is because we could give it to somewhere else, but we choose it to give it to the Lord. Now, verse 13, if I shut up, this is what the Lord said to Solomon, after I've chosen this place for a house of sacrifice, if I shut up that there be no rain, if I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. Now, this coronavirus that we're dealing with right now, I don't believe the Lord developed it. I don't believe the Lord made it just so people could die. I do believe the Lord has allowed it to happen. Things happen on the earth simply because of cause and effect things happen simply because of men's decisions. But the Lord said that if there's a pestilence among my people. Now here's where it, we key on here in 2nd Chronicles 7:14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So let's look at this scripture here for a second. So God says, If my people which are called by my name, the people and the place that he's called to be a chosen place and a house of sacrifice, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. What I'm seeing in this week that we've been locked down, we've been uh, shelter in place, We've been in our homes. There's no NBA games. There's no Major League Baseball getting ready to start. There's no Final Four tournament. There's no hockey. Major unnecessary stores and businesses are shut down. What's going on? You know, I see... I've been on Facebook probably more the last two weeks than I have in the last 22 years of my whole life. But anyway, I don't know if Facebook has been around that long, but it seems like it. But I see people, they're bored, they're coloring, they're, uh, they're getting fat, they're eating all kinds of stuff. They're just, they're just, this is a time to draw our focus back on the Lord. This is a time to draw our attention back to the Lord. This is a time to seek his face. Sunday, I've already I'm already working on Sunday's message, and what I've been pulling and gathering, and what I've been hearing, and uh, this may go go deeper than what we even imagine. You know, if if baseball and basketball and hockey and college basketball and everything was still like it was a month ago, we'd probably have sixty or seventy in church tonight. Now there's not anybody here, but this is a seeking time. There's going to be people that are wondering what's going on. God may be getting ready to bring a paradigm shift to the world and to the world systems. He said to Solomon, if they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, if and then, this is conditional, God's love is unconditional. God's love is unconditional. He died on the cross before I was born. He died on the cross before I had a chance to sin my first time. He already paid the price for me. That's unconditional. I've messed up before. You've messed up before. We've had to ask God to forgive us. We've had to seek God in repentance. That's unconditional love. He loves us no matter what we do. That's his grace and mercy. But this scripture is conditional. If they will, then I will. So tonight we're going to look at if we will do what God calls us to do, what's God going to do for us? The next verse says this. Now, my eye, mine eyes shall be opened. Now, why now? Now, after they've repented. Now after they've asked for forgiveness. Now after they've turned from their wicked ways. Now after they've sought my face. The world wasn't seeking the face of the Lord 30 days ago, 60 days ago, a year ago. We were just continually on the the merry-go-round of life. The hamster wheel of life, busy, busy, busy. Got to go here, got to go there. But all that's coming to a grind. There's no school Already there's not going to be any commencement exercises at the U of I in Champaign-Urbana. The Kansas school districts have all shut down for the rest of the year. Why? It's time to seek his face. He said, my eyes shall be open now and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. If you look up at chapter 6, you'll see that Solomon was saying if the people are taken away captive, if they're taken as slaves and, and taken away as the spoils of war, if they will turn to this place in this direction and pray, hear them and deliver them. If they will, wherever they're at in the world, if they will turn back to this place, this house, they may be hundreds of miles, thousands of miles from this house. Read it, it's in chapter six of Second Chronicles. Then, Lord, you answer their prayers. I know one right now that did. His name was Daniel. Daniel prayed three times a day. He opened his windows that faced toward Jerusalem. He was hundreds of miles from Jerusalem in Babylon. And so that's where we find ourselves today. So What do we need to do? What do we as a church need to do tonight? There's two things I'm bringing to you tonight. Matthew chapter 3, one of the verses about John the Baptist, Matthew 3, 2, is saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus said the same thing, Luke chapter number 3. Verse 3, and also he said the same thing in verse 5. He said, I tell you, nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Other places Jesus is found saying, repent ye. You need to repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We need to repent. How do we get in this church? How do we get in the kingdom of God? It started out with repentance we started out our journey with repenting. We started out saying, Lord, I'm seeking your face now. Lord, I'm turning away now. That's what Second Chronicles 7.14 is talking about. It's talking about repentance. I'm seeking your face. I'm taking time out. I'm humbling myself. I'm turning from my wicked ways. So as a family of God in this region that the Lord has put us together, I'm asking you to repent. I'm asking each and every one of us to repent. I'm going to have to repent. I've been repenting. What do we repent for? We repent for not letting the kingdom be a priority. We repent repent for not following through on promises that we made to the Lord. We repent for those times that we promised the Lord we were going to do something and suddenly we got so busy that We forgot about it eventually, and the busyness of life took over again. So tonight we're going to repent before we close out this session. Tonight we're going to repent. Repentance is not hard. If you studied the courts of heaven, you know that we have to repent as we go into the courts of heaven. You know that you have to, before you go into the presence of the Lord, repentance is is key. Repentance is not a one-time thing. Repentance is a continual thing. Yes, there is the initial repentance when you come into salvation and obey the gospel, but there's also that continual repentance, that continual seeking the Lord. So we're going to have to repent. Then we're going to jump to the New Testament, 2 Timothy chapter number 1. 2 Timothy chapter number 1, we're going to read this in the Amplified. It says, Paul, an apostle a special messenger of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my beloved child, grace, favor, and spiritual blessing, mercy, and heart peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I I got to the beginning of this chapter, and I thought I'm just going to let you see the background here of Timothy. So Timothy has been mentored by Paul. Paul calls Timothy a son in the gospel. Paul calls Timothy his beloved child. He said in verse 3, I thank God whom I worship with a pure conscience. That's where repentance is going to come in for us, a pure conscience. In the spirit of my fathers, when without ceasing, I remember you night and day in my prayers. I just want you to know that when I walk through this room, this sanctuary, on my days of prayer, that I'll take time and I'll stand at your seat. I'll sit in your seat, and I'll call your name in prayer. We have to pray for each other. We've got to realign. This is The Lord's given us a reset. I think this is going to be a global reset. I'm going to share more of that on Sunday with you. He said, and when I... Rec- As I recall your tears, I yearn to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am calling up memories, wisdom, and goodness. A faith that first lived permanently in the heart of your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And now I am fully persuaded dwells in you also. What that scripture tells me is that just like the Old Testament where we talk about generational curses that each of us in here can start and open up generational blessings in our lives. We can become a fountain of generational blessings because Paul goes back to Timothy's mother, Eunice, and then to Eunice's mother, Lois. Timothy is third generation that's walking in the wisdom and power and trust of God. So verse 6 says, That is why I would remind you to stir up, to rekindle the embers of, to fan the flame of, and keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you by means of the laying on of my hands with those of the elders at your ordination. I believe he's talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost right there. Jesus said, or... John the Baptist said you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And there's times and there's situations where we have to rekindle that flame, where we have to stoke that fire again, and we're in that time now. We're in that time right now that we're going to have to repent and rekindle that flame and ask God to forgive us for being too busy and ask God to forgive us for having too crowded of a schedule and ask God to forgive us for allowing time and and energy to be wasted. Rather than wasting it, we could have been using that time in the kingdom to build the kingdom, to touch a heart, to touch a life. And so Paul's talking to Timothy here. He said, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craven and cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power, God has given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and well balanced mind and discipline and self control. That's what the Amplified says. The King James says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about as we've repented, now we're going to have to fight our fears. A lot of people are afraid of what's going on in the world. A lot of people are wondering why this is happening. People are in public wearing masks. I know every time I go to the store and they hand me money, change, I'm thinking, where has that money been? What germ is on that thing? What germ's on that change that they just dropped in my hand? That's when you don't want to go get chicken at KFC and lick your fingers before you get home. Now, that would have been where the laughter was. There's a few laughters. Hopefully, you're laughing at home. Remember, Brother Lewis said it was so good that not only did he lick his his fingers, he licked his friend's fingers. There you go. We're not going to be doing that anymore. You're going to have to end the finger-licking ministry. Amen. We're going to have to fight our fears. We're going to, have to, we're going to have to realize, you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear. So many places in the Bible, it says, fear not. If you look, I believe it's in Revelation one 1.8. I believe uh, 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 that all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns the fire. And the fearful and the unbelieving. Listen, the fearful are going to find themselves in the lake of fire. We are not people of fear. We are people of faith. And I haven't really expressed a lot to a lot of people my, my feelings about this whole thing. But really, I'm kind of enjoying it. I'm kind of enjoying just watching things slow down and kind of enjoying what's going on and, and wanting to see what God wants to do because, listen, God has a crown jewel in this earth. God has a bride in this earth. It's, it's us. It's the church. God has us in the world, and he's not going to let the church be destroyed. But there's also a harvest that he's trying to get in this last hour. And people's attentions have got to be gotten and acquired, and I believe that this is acquiring it right now. I believe I read where there's 176 million people in the United States that are on some type of quarantine, lockdown, shelter in place. Don't go here, don't go there. 176 million, that's over half our population, or about half. God's wanting to do something. So we have to fight our fears. So two issues that we want to work On this week, it's now Wednesday, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, up till we meet again online at 11 o'clock Sunday morning. Hopefully, I lose a little weight before then. Is we want to work on two issues. First of all, we want to work on our our repentance. We want to repent and we want to ask God to forgive us. We want to ask God to forgive us our ancestors. I mean, while you're repenting, you might as well repent for the generations before you. You might as well repent for the generations before you that allowed a curse to come and lay and and have the, the legal ability and the legal right to build a curse in your lives. You might as well remove the curses. You might as well get rid of the curses in your life. Well, pastor, I don't know if I have curses or not. But let me tell you something. If you've had if in, in 14 generations, if you've had 200 divorces in your family, there's probably a curse of divorce in your family. If, if generation after generation is dealt with alcoholism and drug addiction and alcoholism and drug addiction, there's probably a curse there. And you have the power through the name of Jesus and the power through the blood of Jesus and the authority of the word to remove those curses in your life. So repent for your ancestors. Repent for yourself and your family. Repent for this nation. Repent for this nation. I'm going to tell you something. This nation is the only nation in the world that stands with Israel. And God told Abraham way back at the beginning, he said, Whoever blesses you, I will bless them. And whoever curses you, I will curse them. And so we begin the week through repentance. The next thing is we're going to cast off fear from our lives. We're going to do that in the name of Jesus. You have, to, you have to begin to speak authoritative to the word. How do I get rid of the fear in my life? You've got to use the word. You've got to use the word. I, have, uh, I found here on, uh, on the internet, on old brother Sid Roth's website, they have Psalm 91, God's prescription for you. I am, uh, we've made some copies of this. For those of you who can't get, we're going to zoom in on that there. Which, which one do you want me to zoom in with? Which one's that? that the center one? We're, we, are, we are making this available. If you do not have internet or you cannot download this, there's going to be copies of this in the white mailbox outside the church tonight. I'm going to have copies out there for you. You can come and get those. I'm also going to text it to you. I gave the mission to Sister Ginger, and we went from a PDF to a JPEG. I don't think they're related. I'm not really sure. All I know is she says that it will text. So if I have your phone number, which I think I have most of your numbers, I will text this to you as well. This will also be linked to the website, our website. You can go and print it off there. But this is Psalm 91. That we want to, if you don't know how to get rid of fear, then you just start declaring the Word of God. Because the Word of God is going to change lives in the name of Jesus. It's changed your life already, and it's going to change other lives as well. So we're going to work on repentance this week. We're going to work on casting fear out of our lives. Also, this week, I would like for the life group leaders to do a couple of things. This is leading up to Sunday. I would like for every life group leader to contact everyone in your life group and check on them and minister to them if they need something. Maybe they need prayer. Maybe they need some medicine picked up. Maybe they need something, I don't know. Maybe they can't get out. I want you to check on your life group members. Even if they haven't been to your group yet, call and check on them. What are you doing? We're ministering, we're building relationships. Number two, I would like to have each person in your life group contact one of their neighbors or friends that they are close with. And I want them to do the same thing that you did for them. Call and check on them, minister to them, pray with them, and then that individual will know somebody cares. There's a lot of lonely people out in the world. There's a lot of people that have nobody to talk to. There's a lot of people that don't have any friends. There's a lot of people who are lonely every day. So life group leaders, I want you to branch out into your group, call, contact your people, see if they need anything. Then ask those people, you know, tell them pastor said, just blame me. You know, today's my birthday. I'm another year older. I'm more mature. I'm not quite to the back of the Denny's menu page yet. All right? Don't even think about that. Still got to pay full price on all that. Tell them, Pastor, told me to ask you to contact one of your friends, one of your neighbors. Pray with them. See if they need anything. And if the person that's contacting their neighbor cannot help them, then maybe the life group leader can help them. If you can't help them, call me. Together, we're going to help each other. We're going to minister to one another. We're going to help each other get through this because one day this thing is going to be lifted. And I believe the Lord's preparing people's hearts for his kingdom. I believe the Lord is preparing people's hearts. And I believe that what's going on in the earth is not just a, just a sickness. I think it's something that's going to shake world systems because the Lord wants to make this world his. The devil's had it far too long. So what we're going to do tonight before we close is we're going to pray. We're going to pray, and we're going to repent, and then we're also going to declare victory over our fear. So right now, if wherever you're at, if you'll gather, get a hold of someone's hand and pray for them right now, with them. Let's pray right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, I want to thank you for the technology that you have put in this church Lord, I know that I, I saw people all over Facebook that their services were being pulled down, and I'm not sure whether it was just for maintenance or the, the place was crashing, Lord, because of all the video that's going on right now on Facebook, the traffic. I don't know what it is. I thank you, Lord, that we put a website and webcasting together years ago. And, Lord, we're on Roku and, and YouTube. I thank you for that. I thank you for every platform that you've given us in the name of Jesus. Lord, and I just pray right now that you would help us, God, show us the things in our lives that we need to repent of. We repent of every sin. We repent of every attitude. We repent, Lord, of every time that you were asking something for us to do in the kingdom and suddenly we didn't have enough time, suddenly that we were too busy. God, forgive us for not prioritizing the kingdom. Forgive us, Lord, for not prioritizing the work of the Lord. Forgive us, Lord, for not praying like we should. Forgive us for not fasting like we should. Forgive us, Lord, for not reading your your word and, and letting your word get into our lives. And that's why all of the darkness keeps trying to creep back in is because we don't have the word in us. So, Lord, I just ask you to forgive us and help us. We are turning from our slothfulness. You've given us this time of... of uh, Reflection. You've given us this time, Lord, to realign everything in our lives. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we realign and ask you to realign things in our lives, our priorities. God, our personal walks with you, that, Lord, we will crack open those Bibles and begin to read them, that you will open up the Word to us and let us see what you're trying to do in this hour. In the name of Jesus, forgive us for doubting you, forgive us for having fear, forgive us, Lord, for having ought, maybe against a brother or sister, whatever it is in the name of Jesus, we just ask you to forgive us right now and help us in the name of the Lord to overcome the darkness in our lives. Forgive us, Lord, for the lies that we've said. Forgive us for the gossip that we spoke. Forgive us, Lord, for those things that we've allowed to creep in that have taken precedence over what you and your kingdom have called us to do. We just ask you to forgive us right now in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus. We plead the name of Jesus. We plead the word of God and the authority of the word. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, just forgive us, please. Forgive us, Lord, of those sins. Lord, take the desire away for darkness in our lives. Take the desire away for looking at the wrong things on the internet. Take the desire away for drama in our lives. Take the desire away, God, to always stir and always have God contention among us and around us. Forgive us, Lord, for us not forgiving others. Forgive us, Lord, for those that we have used and spoken evil against. We just ask you to forgive us right now in the name of the Lord. Forgive our ancestors in Jesus' name and the things that they've done that have allowed curses to be built in our family lineages, Lord. Forgive us and forgive them in Jesus' name. Expose them right now in the name of Jesus. Expose those curses. Expose areas, God. Bring Lord healing to our families. Bring healing Lord to our parents and grandparents. Bring healing Lord to our children and grandchildren. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Hallelujah Lord. We come against Lord. We come against fear right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare Psalm 91 that I live in the shelter of the Most High. I am under the, his shadow. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him, for he will rescue me from every trap and protect me from deadly disease. His faithful promises are my armor and protection. I will not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrows that fly in the day. I will not dread the disease that stalks in darkness nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Come on, let's now get on that one again. I will not dread the disease that stalks in darkness. We're not going to be afraid of coronavirus. We're not going to be afraid of it because the word of the Lord says we're not going to dread that disease, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at my side, though 10,000 are dying around me, these evils will not touch me. When I open my eyes, I see how the wicked are punished. Because I make the Lord my refuge. Oh, Lord, help us to make you our refuge today. Because I make the most high my shelter in the name of Jesus. No evil will conquer me. No plague will come near my home For he will order his angels to protect me wherever I go. Let us realize, God, that the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivers them. Lord, we have angels on our side. They, the angels, will hold me up with their hands so I won't even hurt my foot on a stone. I'll trample upon lions and cobras. I'll crush fierce lions and serpents under my feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with long life and give them my salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just praise the Lord right now. We love you, Jesus. We thank you, God. Thank you for the promise of your word. Thank you for the promise of your angels. Thank you for the promise, God, of victory. Thank you for the promise of salvation. In the name of Jesus, we just love you tonight, God. We just worship you and magnify you. And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that as this message goes out all over the world, that Lord, you will bring hearts and touch lives that are looking for you that have questions about what's going on, lead them to this website. Lead them, Lord, to this Facebook page. Lead them, God, to this broadcast. Lead them, Lord, to the podcast. Lead them, God, the hungry hearts out there. Lead us to them also in the name of Jesus. God, prepare the people after this pandemic, Lord, shifts and is over and something else is beginning to shake and happen. Lord, send them to us and us to them. Let us find those whose hearts are hungry. Lord, and seeking after more of you. We just pray it in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Somebody said amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let's work on repentance, and let's work on casting off the fear. It's not going to come near my dwelling. It's not going to come near my life. We're talking about spiritual warfare. You're talking about angels that he has garrisoned to protect you and to walk with you. The devil wants to steal your faith with fear. He wants to contaminate your faith. The Bible says fear has torment, but perfect love and God is love cast out all fear. So if we get God in our lives, the more of God we get in our lives, the less fear we're going to have in Jesus' name. So please join me back here unless there's something major that comes up. I mean, you know how to reach me by text, phone. My number is still the same, 618-292-3323. It's not a minute plan anymore. It's unlimited. You just call and just talk forever. It won't promise I'll listen forever, but you can just talk forever. Uh, Touch us on our website. Touch us on Facebook. Private message us if you need prayer. If you need anything... Also, I would like for uh, everybody who's watching this to invite somebody that doesn't go to this church to watch our broadcast Sunday morning at 11. Help them get that set up now, whether it be on Facebook or the internet. And you know, you don't have to go to Facebook. If Facebook's yanking them off, you don't have to go to Facebook, because if you can get Facebook, which means you have internet access, you can get to the website. And we don't pull nothing off our website. We just right there, naked and not ashamed. Hallelujah! So uh, enjoy your evening. Send this broadcast to others. Repentance and throwing out fear. Let's do it in Jesus' name. God bless you.